Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Sinead Ryan is in for this Monday's Consumer Corner because um, we're talking about car insurance and Revolut entering the market. Sinead. Indeed. Uh, good afternoon, Andrea. Revolut have announced that they are to enter the car insurance market and really, to some extent, this is no surprise. Banks make money by flogging stuff to us. So credit cards, loans, insurance products, all of that. So it's not really a huge departure. Lots of banks already sell insurance products. Uh, What is interesting about Revolutes is that it is going to be app based and it claims then it will lead to lower costs and discounts and all of that. Now, the chances are, we don't have all the details on this yet, it's, it's unlikely that they're going to have banks of underwriters sitting in Revolut offices underwriting this. It's, it's much more likely that it'll be a wrapped product. In other words, like SuperValue, the supermarket sell car insurance, mm. but, but it's effectively an AXA product that they just branded with their own stuff. So it'll be similar to that, one expects. Uh, what Revolut does have is an absolutely massive market penetration in Ireland. So rather than having to sell it in branch networks or pay expensive staff, it doesn't have to do any of that. Uh, And it is hoping that there will be a queue of people. It's opened up a waitlist, Andrea. Now, listen to me. What would you go on a waitlist for to buy car insurance? Maybe you would for a concert or, you know, something like that. But they've opened up a waitlist, I suppose, to gauge interest. Uh, And time will tell whether or not it is actually better value. Because remember, the car insurance market in Ireland is, you know, particularly expensive. And it has been over the years because of the high claims costs that we pay, the lawyer's fees, the court judgments, all of that stuff. Uh, And I like it is levelling out a bit, but it's not made a huge difference. So it'll be interesting to see... um, how they'll make a difference here. Drive smart, save smarter. That's what you'll get with the Revolut car insurance. No frills, no fuss. Yeah, now there are other companies doing the drive smart thing. So this is a yoke that you put in your car and effectively, Aviva do it, I think, and at least one of the others. And it means that it monitors your driving. So if you're a good driver, it's prepared to reward you. If you're frequently going over the limit or, you know, your stop start braking or whatever, it doesn't like that. And, it, it you know, it, it's prepared to um, give discounts for, for safe drivers. Uh, some insurers do this notably for first time mm. drivers, you know, for those still on, on a novice permit. And it means they can get cheaper car insurance. I think it's a super idea uh, and more of that. The, the mention in the introduction to this that you can save up to 30% on Mm. car insurance. How can they claim that? Well, how can you know? Um, so they can claim it I suppose because, well we'll see what because happens. of the app is but it app because of the app yeah you're not going to have people kind of having to drive this in offices where you're paying rents and salaries and all that kind of thing um, and the second reason is they're, they're because of their sheer size so they could argue for discounts say if they do this with Aviva or Allianz or whatever they can argue for a big discount because they're not paying brokers you know they're not paying for offices and they can say look give us our car insurance cheaper uh, so I suppose they can but really you're not going to know until you do your own comparison so like I have a Revolut account like most people Mm. I'll get a quote off them but I'll also get a quote off two or three other insurers at the same time at renewal and that's the only way you're going to know if you're comparing a like for like policy and that it actually is cheaper. When do we expect to have, you know, the, the actual T's and C's on this? Uh, it's difficult. Uh, they'll do it now. They'll roll it out during April, uh, May. They have this wait list, as I say, 
operating. Not sure what the purpose of that is, but we'll see what they come out with it. And as soon as as we know, we'll know. Um, I, I think a lot will depend on how it, not when it starts, but how it is in a year or two years time, because it'll be then that they'll have a claims history. And it's really down to how they manage claims. I mean, anybody can buy car insurance easily enough. It's how they deal with customers when something is needed mm. or when something goes wrong. And, you know, they're a, they're a fintech bank. They're a digital bank. So how will they deal with customers? Is it all going to be app? Is it going to be on chatbots? We don't know. Um, but really, when it comes to car insurance generally, there are a few things that are immutable. They're unchangeable and you can't do anything about it. Insurance products are based on whether or not you have a full licence, how many penalty points you have, your age and where you live. So there's nothing Revolut or anybody mm. else can do to change the importance of those uh, those aspects. Um, the Revolut customers can sign up to the wait list in the app by the 13th of April. So presumably it's there, it's in the app, it's on the phone right now. Then. Yeah, so so one would assume that towards the end maybe of, of next month or maybe the following month that they'll actually start to give us an idea of what the product is, in, is involves. How many products they are, because remember you can get a third party foreign theft, you can get fully comprehensive, you can get all kinds of gizmos and gadgets like, um, for instance, you know, protecting your windscreen or the first claim doesn't count or all of that stuff. Mm. So we'll, the devil will be in the detail. Yeah, presumably though it will shake up the market though, the whole market. Listen, this is a big market. Like, I, you know, for, for once the consumer is really well served. There's lots of companies, an endless number of brokers uh, prepared to offer car insurance. And it's not just in Ireland. There's a huge whack of UK insurers who'll insure in Ireland, but they don't have a street presence. Um, and as a result, it, it, getting car insurance isn't hard, um, but getting it cheaply is. If you have any car insurance questions for Sinead today, send them in to us. WhatsApp the numbers 87 106 The other thing we want to chat about is the new state savings products and the interest been paid. Yeah, now, of course, we know interest rates are going up all over the place now. So it was only a matter of time before the NTMA, the National Management Treasury Agency, who looks after the state's finances, got involved and started offering uh, higher interest rates. Now, when you buy a state savings product through the post office certificate or a bond or a prize bond, Andrea, what you're actually doing is lending the government your money. Now, for years and years, the government haven't wanted your money because they're getting it for free from the European Mm. Central Bank. But now the European Central Bank is charging them uh, a lot more. So they're saying, ah, maybe we'll get it off our citizens instead. So that's really the background to this. So state savings are guaranteed products. They are dirt free, so you don't pay tax on them uh, and the return is guaranteed and your money is 100% safe. So people like them, even though inflation is eating into them. There's 140 billion euros in similar, these type of products in Ireland, in deposit accounts and in state savings accounts. People love them. And this despite financial experts saying they're a waste of money and you could be making your money work for you and putting it elsewhere. But if you're saving for a house deposit or you're in your 80s, there's no, that that would be very risky to start tapping it around investment products and and crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. So people love them. Uh, So the NTMA has announced a range of rate increases to reflect the new market conditions. So on the five-year certificate, which is the very, very popular one. Now, you're locking your money away, remember. Mm. Um, So they're going from 3% to 5%. That's over the term. So it's just under 1% a year. 
Okay. okay, but it's tax free and yeah. that's more than you'll get yeah. in most places. The instalment product. So lots of people use this for school fees. You pay into it over six years and you claim it back over six years. Three and a half percent going to five and a half percent. And then their tenure, their so-called solidarity bond, the tenure one, uh, that's going from 10 percent to 16 percent. So that's about one and a half percent a year APR. That's equivalent to what you'll get in permanent TSB. They'll give it to you over five years. So really, you know, it's it's fine. Um there probably will be a rush, but only because people like these products anyway. Uh, there's 4.7 billion in prize bonds. Um, and again, there's no interest rate change there. They haven't announced one, uh, but people like the idea of maybe they'll win something. Yeah. Is it only through post offices that they're sold? Uh, no, you can go to statesavings.ie. So you can buy them directly online. Uh, you can go into the post office, of course. That's their agent for it. Uh, but there's no reason that you can't buy it online once you set up an account. OK. And how popular, Sinead, are they still? Hugely popular. Are they People still, yeah. absolutely love them uh, because it's so secure, it's so safe. And if you need to keep your money liquid, like even if you buy a five-year certificate, mm. OK? Um, so at the moment, you'll now get 5% on that. It's, it's all right. I mean, you know, you're not going to kind of go to the shops on that return. But even if you leave it there and take it out early, the worst that will happen is you'll get all of your money back, which you would anyway, because it's so safe. Okay. It's guaranteed by the government um, completely as a as a bond, if you like. You're a senior bondholder, to use that term, yeah. uh, because you're, you're lending money to the government and they promise to give it back to you. So they, they remain enduringly popular and that's despite inflation. Yeah. Okay. To go back to the car insurance, Sinead, there's a number of texts coming in uh, from listeners here. Uh, This listener, for instance, wondering, will Revolut do van insurance as well? Now, that'll be interesting. I don't know is the answer. We'll wait and see. Um, There are, van insurance is a little bit, it's a different market altogether from from domestic car insurance because they've so many factors to take into account, not least a lot of vans are leased and not owned by companies and that creates a different dynamic and a different type of a market so no no view on that yet so we're not, we're not sure Okay Bernie is wondering my daughter is learning to drive and I'm wondering should I put her on my own insurance or should I start a separate policy from the beginning does either make any, any sense Okay Now sense? you have to be careful here because you, she won't be allowed to take out a policy in her own name until she has passed her test Okay So you know, she, she, and she has a car. Um, so most people put their kids on their own car until that has happened and until they have a car of their own, by which case you can get quotes. It's not going to be easy. Uh, I, I Like, to be honest, if Bernie's daughter is under 25, it's going to be very, very expensive for her to do that. Mm, she doesn't say. In any event, um, once they're over 25 and have their own car, and they're, they're fully licensed, it's much for muchness and it's really just about ringing around. Now, the only thing you should avoid, uh, and lots of parents do this unwittingly, they become what are called ghosts on accounts. In other words, they buy a second car in their own name and then put the child on the second car. Now, you're not allowed to do that. OK, that's illegal. So you can only be insured on a main car with a, ma- with a driver on it on your own car okay just be mm. conscious of that and you'll find the application form say do you own any other car <laughs> you know yeah, okay. because because you need to you need to watch for that Walter is wondering I have three kids aged 18 to 26 insured on my car at a high cost why mm. does the insurance insurance company charge three exorbitant rates when only one risk when, when, when only one is driving at any time well because the cumulative risk that young adults bring to your policy is 
is complex and severe. I would say the 26-year-old has probably costed less than the 18-year-old. And really, that's just down to experience. Look, the insurance company knows this is a car that has been driven very, very regularly by three less experienced drivers than the main driver. And it costs accordingly. So it's not the car that's being insured. It's the person. Mm. Uh, And each of those people have an added accident risk. Mick and Kilkenny is wondering, I have twins turning 17 now. The cost of insuring them both in my car is huge. Are there any companies that will do group discount or anything like that? Or will I have to open two full different policies? Yeah, no, there's really not much way of getting around that. Um, Two two full different policies? Well, just you'll have to add them both on as named drivers on your car until they are old enough to either be fully licensed, fully, uh, you know, and buy a car in their own name. So there isn't really a way around it. I would say the best advice is, and I say this knowing there are backlogs in the system, is to get them driving and through their test as quickly as possible. But I'm afraid you're going to be paying heightened prices until they're 25. Just a quick one. Jack is wondering, we're about to have a baby. Do we need to get anything added to our insurance if there's going to be a baby seat in the car or do I need to inform the insurer? No, no, no difficulty at all. The only time an insurer will need to know about things like that is if, for instance, you're using the car for commercial purposes. For work, work, exactly. Or or somebody else is driving it so the baby won't be there quite yet. So no, it's fine and best to look with that. Just get get your proper car seat that's regulated and, you know, can be used in the car. Peter says in the Netherlands you insure the car and not the driver. Anyone with a full licence can drive the car. Should be the same here. Listen, look, loads of these, loads of European countries do things in this market differently to the way we do yeah. it. If we had our, if I had my say, and you know, most people drivers had their say, they'd be saying, stop paying out the level of claims the way we do. But base it on the book of quantum, which is done in other countries, which is a limit to what mm-hmm. a broken arm is worth, what a smashed up leg is worth and do it on that basis. It's just nonsensical the way we do some of these things still. Good stuff. Sinead Ryan, as always. Thanks a million, Sinead, for joining us here uh, on The Consumer Corner. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.